Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm playing all of your personal, you won't get away with stealing my car hits. I'm Am Alex. Beautifully done. <laughs> and, week, in one, and in one try too. We, we, good stuff. This week we are talking about Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, we're, we're, we're wrapping up our MCU talk, at least for now. For... Right? Shortly, at least. <laughs> yeah, Black Panther will be out soon enough yeah. on, on yeah. video. Yeah. So, uh, We mentioned this last episode, but we are recording this before Infinity War. I know by now you've all seen Infinity War and lined the wallets of Disney with all your money <clears throat> by seeing it at least five times. Don't worry, we have but, as well. Yes, uh, but the, it's, just, it's a cycle because they just pay us right back with the checks for yeah. you know making sure that you know we review all their movies. Tax write-off. Yes. Correct. <laughs> um, yeah. So we do, we don't know what happens in Infinity War. We are just reviewing up to this point. Um, we'll probably. I, I mean, there's, this doesn't really relate to Black Panther at all, so we're not going to talk about that at all. Yeah. So this this will just be. We basically we just didn't want to watch Infinity War, and then however Infinity War ends up being, didn't want to have to go back to that and be like, oh, oh yeah, now let's, let's go talk yeah. about Thor Ragnarok. Who cares? Which is not like not to say that anything about our opinions of Thor Ragnarok it's just that any any individual MCU movie yeah ver, or in, MCU hero movie versus the movie that it's been building to for 10 years that we've been talking about building to for like a, so yeah that's why we don't have any knowledge of what happens next we're just we're this is this is still gonna be with our prior knowledge and it's just being reviewed at, or recorded ahead of time Correctamundo yes so Thor <laughs> part 3 Thor Ragnarok Directed by Taika Waititi. The Lost World. <laughs> the Lost World, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Directed by Taika Waititi from 2017. It has a 92% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and it has an 87% audience score. Those are the exact same as Spider-Man Homecoming, except it is one percentage point lower for the audience score. Fascinating. Tyler, what is your best thing and your worst thing about Thor Rise of the Thor? <laughs> uh, <laughs> my best thing is the fact that this movie enjoys showing Thor do things is that is that acceptable can I say that I guess can I say that I just the, the movie the movie has fun and it's creative with action sequences involving Thor and his his cast of of roguish uh, villain anti-hero outcast buddies as they go to take on Hela and <laughs> it's, it's just the, we, we talked about how Thor the Dark World is maybe at least was up to that point easily the best looking MCU movie and it's just nice that we've we've upstaged that, at least, I, I I would say twice probably with, Guardians of the Galaxy two, and this. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, it's a fair argument. Um, but now we actually have compelling characters and action behind it, like it means something. It's not. The worst? 
<laughs> Your best thing is just it's not Thor the Dark World, okay? <laughs> it kind it's, of is. Well, it's that, and it's also not. Oh, I should have said, what, Tyler, what's your best thing and your worst thing about Thor, The Dark Knight Rises? That's what God. I should have said. <laughs> Thor, The Dark Lost World? The Dark Lost World, <laughs> Jurassic Thor. Um, I mean, it's that, Salvation. and it's also not the first Thor, which, like, I, I appreciate what they were kind of trying to do that. I don't know, I, when we talked about that, I was not a big fan of it. Um, but it's it's just, it's having fun with this cosmic realm stuff and maybe it I don't know it, it I'm not saying that like you couldn't do this more seriously but I'm just it, it's it's finally exploring some of these really cool ideas that are in the MCU adapting some really cool stuff introducing some really cool characters and just doing things that aren't about Thor on earth with Jane or Thor on Asgard with Jane and then going back to Thor on Earth with Jane. Because that's kind of all it felt like the last two movies. And it's nice to get... It's nice. It's very refreshing. It really does feel like a reboot. Like... It is. It, for, it calls back for, to the... For better or for worse, it, yeah. is, it is kind of a soft reboot of the Thor side of the and, MCU. Which makes sense because this is the only one where they, they still hadn't found a new visionary. Because, like, with Iron Man 3, it was like, well, we we let John Favreau kind of have his run. We're going to move on to someone else. Uh, didn't really work out all that well, but, hey, I mean, they made him billions of dollars. Not billions, but at least one billion of dollars. And now we're done with the Iron Man trilogy. And then, like, Captain America's like, okay, we found, we found the right guys with the second movie, and now we're doing the same thing for the third movie. But this one it's just been like it's just been so mixed up that every I mean it, it, you can definitely see why they just kind of gave him free reign Taika Waititi free reign to just be like alright do your thing and we'll most, mostly let you stick to this yourself probably because we we need some fresh life in this um, except now it's kind of weird because it feels like he might end up getting more movies off of this just because like this is such a different direction and it feels like there's more to explore with this I guess we'll see how things go and what ideas they have for the characters. I don't know what kind of contract Chris Hemsworth has, movie-wise, but anyway. It's interesting. It's very interesting to see this trilogy, easily the most maligned of the three kind of OG Avengers, um, and, and seeing where they all sort of petered out into, yeah. or rose to new heights to, depending. And there, there's one that did that. <laughs> all right um yeah taiko t was in green lantern yes is that your worst thing about the ragnarok i wish it was <laughs> um what is my worst thing about the ragnarok i don't know what is your worst thing about the ragnarok <sighs> you can pass there are, legitimate there are legitimate story problems that I could point to for this. Like, like the, they're legitimate, like, character and story things. And I'm like, man, I wish there was more of this. But I feel like you're going to handle those anyway. So I'm going to say, I wish there was more Jeff Goldblum. I, I really would. Like, I think yeah, the weird out there humor that this movie has needs more. I, I kind of feel like we should have spent more time on 
and I this you also mentioned this, and I kind of agree with you. Like this is this is where my thinking is coming from that we should have spent more time on Sakar, and kind of like just held out there. Yes, I mean not that there's really, really, really the the entire second and third acts spend most of the time there until we kind of jump back for the big fight on Asgard, but. I don't know. I, I feel like the, it is a little... We don't spend quite... I, I would like to see more of, like, the Thor being a prisoner contender champion dude and then, like, rising up through the ranks and, like, doing some more Planet Hulk type stuff. I would have liked to see more of that, I guess, is what it comes back to. Because that would have meant more Jeff Goldblum. And I think a lot of that part of the movie is where it is really, really clicking. Um, and then there's maybe some moments that drag and don't land it some jokes that don't land as well as we kind of flow forward along and then I don't know that's just where I'm sitting at more Jeff Goldblum final answer locking it in yes because he's a delight my best thing is <laughs> see you're everyone's gonna automatically think that I, I think this movie's bad based on my best thing because what we always say is when our best thing is a score or a piece of music, usually that's a very bad sign for the movie. But in this case, it, it's... I'm not a huge fan of this movie after multiple watches, sure. but I, I think this is a bit of a different case. My, yeah. my best thing is the fact that they bring back the Patrick Doyle score for the from the first Thor movie at the very end, when, when Thor finally ascends and, sure. and he takes the throne. He's like, I'm going to lead Asgard now. And they, they play the... the glorious theme from the first one and I, I, I was missing it so you're saying just that specific part and not the rest yes. of the score yes I mean the, the rest of the score is very good yes don't get me wrong that, that's... but specifically that like that wa watching the movie for the first time like I got chills when that came back and I'm like somebody else cares about this <laughs> it's not just me yeah because I, th I, I still hold that the Patrick Doyle Thor uh, at least the score for the first movie is, is the best MCU score I'm gonna see I would argue that's funny because I would argue this score is the best like and I would I don't think that's yeah. a bad score by any means for the, th the first Thor but like that that was another thing that I considered for my best thing was just the fact that this score is super synthy and 80s yeah. and very John Carpenter-esque and it's it's I love it um we'll talk more about that and kind of how that relates to the aesthetic of the movie yeah. I guess but so my worst thing is pretty much all of the Asgard stuff <laughs> interesting i i i think your that increasing frustration with odin and his storylines have that i don't think hella is particularly well that's, that's what i'm getting at is that they like, don't handle any of the previous characters from the first yeah. couple of movies on asgard well we don't have a sense of how asgard actually works as yep. a people so when it comes down to it's not a place it's a people which, yeah but i don't know who those people are which so again, why do i yeah care? again comes back to the fact that this trilogy has never pretty much established anything that we need to establish for the core homeworld yeah. and and home city of this character. Like yeah. we've just never gotten what we need to get out of it. And I I feel no emotional impact for this movie. Like really, like the only bit I feel is because they bring back a score from a previous film. Like I don't think Thor has a natural character arc to get him to. I'm gonna lead. I'm, I'm gonna be king at the end. I don't. I don't quite see the points that lead us there. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. I maybe. mean, I don't, well, I just don't think there is necessarily an because I think this movie is, and I'm not saying this is a 
this excuses it. I was saying I don't think this movie necessarily is focused on that sort of character. I feel like this is it's much more spectacle than anything else, and much more of a roller coaster than it is character thing. Which I'm the, the, I'm fine with that if it's a filler Thor: The Dark World type movie, but it's yeah. it's not. It's a it, we're we're blowing up Asgard. We're but but you again we don't care about Asgard right now. Like we never have. But it puts it, and so it's just kind of like. But it puts on this facade to make you think you actually care, but you don't. I guess. I feel I like mean, if if the whole movie did not play take place on Asgard, I'd feel a lot better about it. Maybe it's possible, but that's I'm saying I don't I don't think that like the whole like everything like, about Odin's secret past and all, and we'll get into how terrible Odin is in these movies. <laughs> but the whole thing of like, oh, he's not who you think he was, and there's not really any yeah. catharsis for that. I mean, Thor has a vision that, with him at the end. What I was what I was saying though is that with Thor, I don't think they're really trying. I don't think there's any of them trying to step up and be like, oh yeah, we're gonna Thor's now taking on a leadership role. I think it's just like, oh, Thor's finally like come back home to Asgard and now he's king. Like I don't I don't think they're trying to do anything more with that than what it is, which is just that's kind of lame. Thor takes over. But again, that's it, it's because my thing. The reason I think I appreciate this movie a lot more than you do is because I get almost nothing from the first two movies. I know you like the first one, yeah, a good bit, and you don't like Thor: The Dark World at all. But that's fine. I mean, I don't either. But like, cause it sucks. <laughs> but just like, I I don't get a lot out of either of the first two, and so I I think this is a really nice fresh of fresh of breath air, breath of fresh air. Um, and because of that, I'm okay with them kind of just establish establishing a new status quo, and just being like, "This is how things are now," and this is how Thorax now. And it's not a huge departure, and and in terms of certain character stuff, but there's definitely some moments where they're just like, "Nope, starting over, doing this." I I feel like the story, if that's their mission statement, we're just gonna have a fun yeah summer blockbuster. Like we don't really care, even though this mm-hmm. movie came out in November, but. <laughs> If it's just supposed to be all about the spectacle, I feel like the, the story is all wrong for that. I guess. Oh, specifically <laughs> all the Asgard stuff. I guess. <laughs> like, um, uh, if, if Thor the Dark World had more of this feel, then I, I feel like yeah. I'd feel a lot better about that. But it's kind of like each one has, like, all the wrong elements. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I do like this better than, than The Dark World. Don't, don't get me wrong. Sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, where, where do we want to start? I want to start with Odin, who's yes. just the worst. <laughs> so they, they're like, oh, Odin had a secret past where he had this daughter and he was terrible and they, they were both conquerors, but eventually he, he kind of grew a conscience yeah. and he decided... I'm like, yeah, but... But Odin's already a terrible character. This reveal isn't just like, oh god, he's he's made some mistakes in the past. <laughs> or Loki should just be like, yep, sounds like Odin. Yeah, yep, that's about right. And like, there's a brief conversation between them when Thor's in prison, and mm-hmm. they're, they're both like saying a little silent, or it's not a silent prayer. They're both saying it. They're both saying like a little prayer for their father. I'm like, I don't feel anything. I got nothing. Yep. Yeah, it. Odin's just an idiot. Is Thor the most mishandled character up to this point? I wouldn't say character. I would say side of the universe. Like, all of his, sure, his sure. stuff is the most poorly handled. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. Because I would say... 
Once he shows up with the Avengers, I like. But he, even then, like he doesn't get a whole lot to do. But... Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is that like I feel like he? I'm specifically talking about the Avengers characters. I mean, obviously yeah. there's a million characters in this universe, but like of the Avengers, I feel like he is the one who is just constantly just kind of getting bounced around and like. It's interesting because yeah there, there really is no like yeah I don't know I don't, I, the creative the creative direction is not is not forceful and there enough across his character like Odin's whole thing of like okay so so Loki sends him away gets him off planet and Odin's like Doctor Strange knows where he is and he's like yeah. he told me he doesn't he doesn't want to be found <laughs> But Odin's about to die, and he knows hell is going to be unleashed on everyone. Yep. What? Idiot! Odin doesn't want to deal with his own problems. I don't know what you're talking about. But then they keep having, like, these... It, there's there's almost, like, nostalgia goggles on, on Thor's eyes whenever he's, like, talking to Odin. Yeah. Like, he looks up to him with this such high level of respect, I'm just like, he's a moron! <laughs> Come on! If nothing else, Odin's character is consistent might be the most consistent thing about the <laughs> Thor franchise and it's not what they wanted to do. It's not at all what they wanted Odin's character to but be like. At no point does Thor really have to be like, yeah. I, I have to face up to the fact that my th- that my father was not yep. a, a you know, thoroughly good person. And him, he, he and Hela like briefly talk about it, but it's it's yeah. so so uh, superficial. Do we want to talk about Hela? Do we want to shift into the conversation about that? She did not work for me nearly as well as she did when I first when I first saw the movie. I was like, oh, she she's really getting into it. I feel like she's really chewing the scenery, you know, Quit really enjoying casting it. these good actors for these superficial nothing roles. Stop I'm it. I'm curious if this is. I, I stop it. I feel like she might show up again because didn't she die? I I I don't. I'm pretty sure it's not like quite definitive enough from what I. Okay, I, I don't care. I kind of forgot to pay attention during that part this time around because <laughs> I was very sick. Um, but the, the actual, like, I don't know. She, her performance was not doing it as much for me as I thought it was. Like, I mean, obviously it's Kate Blanchett. Of course, she's a wonderful actress. but Especially when she's giving exposition explaining a fantasy world and its origins. <laughs> yep. Oh, she's never done that before. <laughs> um... But yeah, I it was not nearly as entertaining to watch her this time around. I feel like, yeah, and I was just kind of like, okay, she's <sighs> quit, quit. Our, our string of villains, the, the combo string of villains is broken a little bit. Yeah, um, the combo string that was almost three, almost three <laughs> good villains for this MCU, <laughs> it's got broken. Starting over. Like she's a complete flatline. Zero me. days since incident. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, she's super awesome, whatever. And then she's like, yeah. I, I don't know. They're, they're, maybe it's just strange because like, the fight between her and Thor is just so one-sided at the end. And then she just cuts off his eye and that's really weird. And I'll get into that later. <laughs> you have a very specific problem with his eye thing. It's, 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 it's super nitpicky. <laughs> I, I, I recognize that. But then it's just, oh, let's, let's let Surtur just destroy everything and he'll kill her. Maybe. Whatever. Who cares? Bye. I do, I do like the twist at, yeah. at the end of, like, we need Ragnarok to happen. Yeah. We have to have it destroy everything. And I feel like that could have been a lot more emotionally resonant. But it's yeah. just not. And then Loki's, I guess my... and then Loki's in this movie, and I I've, I don't like Loki. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> you don't like Loki or Odin. 
No. <laughs> I don't. And you haven't. You've been banging this drum since, like, day the one. The first Thor. Huh. Yep. Hmm. Sticking to my guns on that. <laughs> and I... I I mean, I'm not we're, saying we're, I particularly We're jumping around either, a lot but... here, but I think it would have been a very effective way to, to sort of end Loki's story. I, I know yeah. he will have to be dealt with in Infinity War with Thanos. I Like, I yeah. get that. But I, maybe it's just because they needed a way to get the Tesseract out of, sure. of Asgard sure. that they were going to destroy. But I feel like it would have been very powerful if if Thor leaves him on Sakaar after tricking him. Yep. And he's just like, Loki, you're... I, I'm not. And you're not going to learn. You're never going to get any better. It's just stay here. Bye. Like, that's definitely I, something that could have worked. It, I think. I think Loki's too popular now for them to. to oh yeah, no, I, I recognize yeah, that. Yeah. I recognize you can't just just completely not use him. But I agree that would have been really nice. That would have been a very cool idea. Stop trying to make him into an anti-hero. This guy <laughs> does not deserve redemption. Yeah. He's done too many bad things. I. If there's even a 1% chance... I'm sorry, I won't, I won't go there. I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not I'm not <laughs> referencing the DCEU unless it's going to be in a positive manner. <laughs> like, right. in, like in the All previous right. episode. Alright, sounds good. I'm holding you to that. I'm not holding myself to that, but I'm holding you to that. That's that's fair. <laughs> that's completely fair. Um, I know, we should probably focus this up a little bit more. Let's talk about Doctor Strange. Oh yeah! <laughs> talk about focusing it up. <laughs> I, I just love how now they're just willing to be like, yeah, we got we got a whole a whole a stock full of superheroes. We'll yep. just throw one in there for a couple scenes. It's great. Same Falcon and Ant Man. Yeah, just like oh, you know, someone can show up. Yeah, that's fine. Why not? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and and I hope we see more of that. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's I think that's a that's and it's great to just see the, that Doctor Strange is like he's coming to his own and like he is, yeah, the Sorcerer Supreme now. Like you just, it's nice, and and that's, I think that's sort of a weirdly underrated aspect of this, what this has created, and I kind of talked about this last week. I was talking about um, last week for you guys. I was talking about um, Pepper showing up in the end of Spider-Man: Homecoming, and the fact that like the cultural consciousness, like audience probably knows already. Like, oh yeah, that's that's the girl that's with Tony. Like, if yeah. nothing else. They probably already know that because they've seen one of the five different movies she's been in or whatever. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel with... I, I hope they continue to tap into that more just in general with the MCU because I think that's... For all, for all like, everyone's always obsessed with, like, all right, well, where's the, the Infinity War and, like, Avengers 4 and, like, where's the Ant-Man sequel and, like, just, just like, I don't know, the, the, the massive, like... Like, when are we going to bring in the Fantastic Four? And where's the X-Men? What are they going to do? And Sony's by Spider- Like, all of these things are things that I talk about and that I'm excited for. Right. And, like, trying to see where the franchise is going and how many more sequels and spinoffs and all this stuff that they're going to do. But it's so nice that we've just gotten all this established and we can just kind of have characters that we like just kind of pop up and they can have these... They all have their really cool visuals and styles and they just pop up and they interact and then they're like, eh, but don't need to be in the rest of the movie. It's just we show up you guys know who these are if nothing else you probably saw, saw the trailers that's all you really need to know for some of these yeah you're good you know here's a character have fun seeing them interact for a few minutes and then we'll go on and do some other adventures like and i mean to to a larger extent that's how hulk works in this movie too it's just like oh yeah hulk, hulk shows up now he's part of the he's part of the thor movie why not let's just do that yeah well, it's gonna be good 
like that's I think that's just such a cool and this is this I guess that's also why I really enjoy this movie probably more than a lot more than you do is just what it exhibits for the potential of the MCU of just like yeah we can just go and do whatever we want pretty much like that we've got all these all this setup done and all these foundations laid that now we can start really having fun with them and just doing whatever we want with them and you know kind of exploring a lot of cool characters and interactions and places and just Jeff Goldblum can show up and just be Jeff Goldblum <laughs> like straight up like 100% and it's beautiful and I that's great it, it this is that was great that was like it's like what was that it's like sparkles coming out of your hands <laughs> right there the lord of thunder this is I think this is definitely having having just watched all the MCU movies here this has got to be one of the the top at least top five maybe three most entertaining MCU movies for me to watch like just it's just such a ride it, I mean it's not I agree, I do agree that I, I wish there was more emotional investment going on but after seeing Thor so mishandled especially as someone who really really enjoys uh, specifically like the Walt Simonson Thor arc the very classic 80s Thor tales and everything that kind of th this has a little bit of that they, there's there's kind of a ham-fisted usage of one of those plot lines that we'll talk about because I know you don't like them at all or like it at all the Scourge and Carl Urban stuff um, what a waste! And point once again, in case quit getting <laughs> these great actors for these stupid roles. Yep. Um. But yeah, it's I hated Scrooge in this movie. <laughs> what a waste! <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, overall, it, it's it's. I'm just glad to see them treating Thor as just like this this fun galaxy spanning hero who has these really cool sort of backup cast of characters that he can draw on and yeah. the cosmic universe and all that stuff. I, I just really enjoy seeing all of that and I think it's as, as far as at least putting it on the screen and showing us how it can be used in an exciting and entertaining fashion, I think they do a really good job of a lot of that stuff. So That's my piece. <laughs> All right, I'll let you uh, finish up the podcast. And <laughs> should I just lay out like all of my problems with the Asgard stuff, and then we can kind of move to yeah, Sakaar? Because I'll probably agree with most. of them. Or do we want to talk about Sakaar? I don't know. Let's just talk about the Asgard stuff because I mean that's less in the movie too. Okay, so first off, we have the fact that that um, the Warriors three just get yep. killed unceremoniously, and it's super lame. Yeah, and I know they're they're not really <laughs> interesting characters yeah. but like we, we've seen them in the previous movies so we have some minor yeah. investment in them no who cares yeah. which again is Thor the most Thor and his well I feel like it, it would have been it would have been so easy to just have one of them get killed off and the yeah. others just stay with Heimdall as they're helping save people that are leaving or yeah. they're running away and from the, the main and then that city that would have given us a lot more to do to, to work with in Asgard yeah like they, it's so unceremonious. Yeah. Like they may as well have just killed them off screen, Alien Three style. Sure. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then, ah, uh, I guess I'll talk about Scourge. I don't want to talk about Scourge. <laughs> okay, he gets a character arc. So points for that, I guess. I don't know anything about this guy or why I should care about him. 
and then he just has a character arc where he's he's just a guy and then he just yeah. start and then he starts working for Hella and then he's like uh, never mind I'm not gonna work for you and then he dies I mean I guess I, I feel that's a little bit of an oversimplification it's, yeah. it's not I mean I'm the, the reason he's in this movie let me, let me put it this way the reason he's in this movie is because in the comics Scourge and well it's actually usually Scourge and the Enchantress who is that usually how I don't remember it's been a while the Enchantress uh, that's not the Enchantress from Suicide Squad right I think it's I don't I don't that he's usually with the lady who uses the magic powers and it's like that doesn't count as a negative reference towards the DCEU folks calm down hey it's just facts it's not the same I mean you didn't say it yeah um calm down <laughs> false alarm <laughs> the you keyboard you warrior did say, you did say you only say positive things that's a neutral thing that's so. a neutral thing yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um only positives only blanket praise uh the 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 I think the bigger overall Deadshot reason... Deadshot looked cool in that one shot where he was shooting some guys. The biggest overall reason is the fact that the the executioner standing on the, the, the bridge with the two assault rifles holding off the, the, the army. That's from the run I was just referencing, the, the Walt Simons and Thor arc. That's a very famous, iconic moment. Yeah. Not really done full service in this movie by any means but it's the thing from I the wouldn't say that, even half service I, I feel like you were very very harsh on this which is ultimately not that big of a deal mostly because I feel like the, all the Asgard stuff like I said I feel like it's yeah. so poorly handled take away him give whatever screen time sure. he has to other people that I could actually care about yeah. I guess like I completely understand why you Idris Elba is not really a huge fan of, of being in these movies. Like I know, is that, that a thing? I, I think there's a couple points where he's like, "Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm in them, I guess." <laughs> like Heimdall gets nothing to do. <laughs> he's imagining someone asking him like a, a fairly like in depth. So like so, uh, uh, Idris, what what do you think of the theories about Heimdall having the uh, the last Infinity Stone? He's like, "Yeah, I guess I'm I'm in those movies. I guess that's that's probably true." <laughs> Just like. Um, like I think it'd have been really cool if you somehow got got it so that like Thor and Loki and Hela they all get to Asgard and and she ends up fighting the two of them and Heimdall and all of them get sent to Sakaar like if Heimdall joins yeah, them that's true that would be very cool and maybe you leave the Warriors three to have to help everyone on Asgard because yeah. nobody cares about them also Lady Sif is not mentioned which is fine I guess because Jamie Alexander was is she doing is her mentioned. She's doing her TV. She's only mentioned because she's in that play. <laughs> yep, that doesn't count. You don't count. Like, what's she up to? Have a have a throwaway line. Why she's not there? Something. Yep. Asgard's sure. being destroyed. Come on. She died. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thief is dead. <laughs> I've just been carrying her around. I stomped her on the bridge. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, everyone. She's alive. Yeah. What, what else do I need to say about the Asgard stuff? Like like I said, we don't... And this is... I just don't think there's enough. No, there's not. And, and that's, and that's I, the I, problem I, we keep repeating a through good, all of these. A good percentage of this is, is, is on the other two movies. Sure. We don't 
know anything yep. about the inner workings of Asgard. Like, these normal people. Are they normal people? Are they all trained as warriors? Yeah. Are they all immortal? Are they all immortal? I don't know. How long do these people live? How do they not know Odin's backstory with Hela? <laughs> like, how has that just kind of been wiped from yep. from history? I, I like to think, knowing Odin, that he just killed everyone he knew and started over. <laughs> I'd buy it. He's like, nope, nope, do it in the organ. You know too much! <laughs> it is not your birthright! <laughs> God. I'm very upset that we're never, we'll, we'll never get, we'll never get to Anthony Hopkins' scream birthright. Also, somebody in the MCU again. Also, seeing Sam Neill play Odin in that play just makes me want yep. Sam Neill to have been Odin all yep. along. Just saying. Agreed. And Matt Damon keeps getting cameos in these movies. And by that I mean this and Interstellar. <laughs> These movies. Just movies but just, in general. Like, who is this man? Where is he, he keeps getting parts. What, who is, where is he coming from? Who is this guy? Such a weird variety of The Martian, movies. what's that? He's not from... He's from Earth. What are you... Just have a new, new bit. Guy who questions Matt Damon movies. Suddenly there's just going to hear loud banging noises and it's me beating Tyler to death <laughs> with the microphone. I'll show Jason you a Martian. Born? What's that about? He almost died. That's not being born. What are you? What? What is this? Ultimatum. There's not an ultimatum in that movie. He kind of just shoots some guys. <laughs> oh lord. Good boo hunting. There aren't even any guns. What are you? Where's the, who's who's naming these movies? I don't. <sighs> Be very quiet. <laughs> Hunting rabbits. What? I was going with hunting season. Don't worry about it. <laughs> duck season. Rabbit season. I, I'm duck aware. season. I'm aware. Terrible. Terrible jokes. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> jokes. Only the worst jokes here on Here Come the Sequels. For the low, low price of $9.95. Back to Asgard. Back to Asgard. The fact that it, the whole thing of like, oh, Asgard's not a place, it's a people, that rings so hollow for me. Because. Because I well, don't know well, what that it's actually great. It's great because we haven't seen, not only have we not gotten to know any of the people, we also have seen like three different Asgards. Like they've, yeah. all, they've all been stylized differently and so it's just like. Uh, not, not all that much. I think it's just the this, level of this detail one, we get. This one and Thor the Dark World, I feel like, are pretty similar. Well, the best part is considered. when they're running off into the forest and whatnot, I'm like, where are they? Asgard, you know, like all we've seen in Asgard is the city. <laughs> yeah, I need like no, a like, wide shot okay. showing me how far away they yeah. are. I don't know where they yeah. are. Asgard, and then somehow just kind of like generates new areas to show up at. And then somehow Heimdall's able to hide them, but then Hela goes, "Oh, some people are against me," and then the like when, when she's ordering skirts to kill the one person and there's like tons of people in the courtyard or whatever yeah like are those people that just didn't run away to go with Heimdall or yes. I, like I don't I don't <laughs> know what's going on where is Mad Tate <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish they had just continually like they had like it's like the pirates from Pirates of the Caribbean, the, the, or not the pirates, the, the two British soldiers who keep like popping up and slowly just turn into pirates. Like, I want the cast of that little mini play, Matt Damon and Sam Neill in the, 
Is it? It's not. I think it's the third Hemsworth brother. Is oh, okay. okay. I think that's who that is. Yeah, I could be wrong. Um, they they're all like having this like little mini like adventure. I realize that then you'd have to pay them a lot more than just for a cameo and all that stuff. Totally worth it though if you just have like. <laughs> That's your that's your Asgard connection is that they're just this theater. But the, that, like, no, no, you got the three of them and they're just asking each other really random questions like, so if Jane and Thor had a baby, would it be immortal? Like, how does that work? Like, they're just asking these really stupid questions. I'm so glad Jane and the other humans are not in yep. this movie. That was, yep. As much as I'm like. We need to connect to more of the previous movies. Blah blah. blah. It's like, <laughs> uh, not movie, too much. This movie really, and I think it might be necessary, but it really does have some hard cuts away from the previous two. Yeah. Because there's the the part where someone is just like, "Sorry to hear you broke up with Jane." Also, how would they know? It's a tabloids. <laughs> who knows who? How do they know who Jane Foster is? Matt Damon probably. <laughs> just giving them the Asgard gossip. That was actually Matt Damon. He just, he's please tell it's me it's an actor. It's please Matt, please it's, tell me Matt Damon is also a watcher in this universe. It's him, <laughs> him and Stanley report to the other watchers. No, 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 no. Matt, Matt Damon. That that the Matt Damon that we saw in playing Loki. That is Matt Damon, the actor. He's acting. He he just somehow managed to get to Asgard. He wasn't really. Sure I'm an actor. actor. You've got to let me act. <laughs> he's just there now, and he's like, "Well, what am I gonna do?" And they're like, "Hey." looking for some some more casting for this role and he's like alright sounds good that's my Matt Damon impression <laughs> and then he just goes and then now he's he's on the inside and he's, he's sending all that sweet sweet I was in Goodwill Hunting and Ocean's 13 well I guess I was also in those Jason Bourne movies too is that's that fine. your Matt Damon impression? that's my Matt Damon it's pretty good it's pretty good <laughs> I'm very impressed <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I've addressed enough of my, my issues with, with point is we, do, we don't get enough of a look into what's actually happening there I agree like and the easiest comparison I can make is Dark Knight Rises because the, our, yeah. our hero gets sent away to they, they get to some prison related environment sure. and they have to try and escape meanwhile their their city or their their home and their, the people there are gonna yeah. are, are under siege and they have to come back and, and save them all. And we've spent two... And two, the finale involves a bridge. Fair. I guess. <laughs> I didn't drop the mic. I dropped the phone. So, yeah. I mean, and, and the, the, the other thing there is that The Dark Knight Rises... We got two previous movies to get a good we feel got of the city. To get a good there feel need, of the city, we now, got a good feel of now, Gordon. It is also a criticism that we don't get enough of what's going on in Gotham in the middle of Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. I feel like we don't get enough there. But I feel like there's enough there's enough backstory with the previous two right. movies that, exactly. I, that I feel something. I understand why Bruce cares so yeah. much about it. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't get why Thor cares so much about Asgard other than it's his home, sure, but... I don't know. Odin's a terrible parent. <laughs> why, why? I feel like Odin would be like, yeah, they're people, but you know, they're just people. Like you don't need to think about them. You're gonna be king, oh. or maybe it'll be Loki. Who knows? How? I, <laughs> I want. I want the, the version of this movie where he does the thing where he holds Loki as disguises Odin up to the hammer as the hammers as Mjolnir's coming back. Yeah, and he's like, do it. 
reveal yourself! And, like, Odin's just like, I don't know what you're talking about! And then the hammer just, like, crushes Odin's head, and it's actually Odin, and all of Asgard's just like, Yay! <laughs> just applies, <laughs> and, like, cue, cue the Ewok music from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> and that's Thor Ragnarok. It's, da, a, it's a tie. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and you know, and Loki was actually Matt Damon. Yes. The whole time. <laughs> wow. What a film. What a film. Let's get to Sakar, which is the actual good stuff. It it was very clear to me watching this that Taika Waititi is far more interested in the Sakaar stuff than, than yeah. the Asgard stuff. It almost feels like, oh yeah, I guess in Age of Ultron, they, they, they're like, oh, it's going to be Ragnarok, yeah. whatever, I guess that's on my plate. But I want to do this other thing too. Which is, well, it's, it's, but he did, I feel like he enjoyed playing up the, <clears throat> this, the supposed, supposed seriousness of Asgard with, some of the stuff, but I, I think I think that any tonal issues that come in the movie come with Asgard as relates to like the emotional connections and like the fact that there are some moments like the like with Heimdall running like trying to protect people and like yeah. kill, cutting down the soldiers and like that's all played very straight. But then like this either should be a serious end of the world movie yeah. or a farce. Yeah. And for the most part it's a farce, but there's just bits and pieces like it's not played up enough on the Asgard part of and the side a, of things. A farce. I am I'm I'm a good I'm, in a good way. Well, I'm exaggerating a little bit cuz there's still some some very good serious moments on yeah. Sakaar. Like yeah. when when uh, Black Widow's message pops up and that that causes yeah. Bruce to to show yeah. back up. Yeah. But I don't know. I really like Tessa Thompson in this. Yes. Did did she make you care? Do you do you like her arc? Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. Fine. Huh? So F minus. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Come on, fella. I don't know. Um, hers just kind of felt like a lot of her arc happened off screen. Cause cause it gets to a point where they just walk in. and She's like, yeah, I'm I'm done escaping my past. Let's go fight Hella. I don't know. There's, there's not really a, a, I guess it's like when her and Loki fight and he forces her to relive. Yeah, the memory. this would probably be. It feels a like, little bit more between her and. I mean, even if there's just a, a little bit more conversation between them. Yeah. To to hammer home that that's what makes her. Yeah. Change her mind. Yeah. Also, she says that Hela was trying to escape the place yeah. where Odin put her, so he sent the Valkyrie. I'm telling you, Odin could have done it the whole time. He's just like, I don't want to... Do, do you guys go... Oh, what? You all died? Oh, cr okay, well... Number Hela. one, where was Hela put? How does that work? How can she only escape when Odin not dies? Asgard. I don't... What you... You know? She literally wakes up right next to the Tesseract. <laughs> oh, hey. Thing. <laughs> Blah, everything just blows up. Yep. There's a lot in this movie I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> But this is great. I don't, I don't know. I, I I just love the moment where she's like, I'm not going to give up drinking. <laughs> like, it, it's not that black and white. Like, she's not going to do, like, complete yeah. 180. Oh, now she's just going to be an angel for the rest of the movie. She's still yeah. very gruff. I like it. It feels like it's almost going for... And, and an easy comparison to make would be with the Star Wars prequels in terms mm -hmm. of, like, 
super space opera environment type yeah. deal. A lot of lot of CGI, whatever. We're we're creating whole worlds on the computer. Natalie Portman, at least technically related. Oh, we're not talking about that. Um, <laughs> and I feel like this is kind of like a halfway point between like the you know the prequels. They're like super clean and it doesn't feel all that much like traditional Star Wars. Right. And then you got the original trilogy, very very gritty and grounded. Yes. This is kind of a midpoint where it's like we're almost there to grounded and gritty but it's still kind of a little stylistic, little stylistic and yeah. clean yeah. i don't know sure i don't know what i was making with the what <laughs> point i was trying to make there i think you just wanted to talk about the prequels because you were a man full of hate <laughs> i am a man full of hate really <laughs> only giving spider-man homecoming a b plus i'm a man full of Correct. hate that's, that's accurate uh, but yeah Jeff Goldblum is amazing, and even just the little intro where where Thor's oh, the, in the, the in little the chair. like space mountain ride, <laughs> and they're playing some music from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, they're playing the um, I don't know what the name of the song is, but the Pure Imagination is yeah. that the name. Yeah, and it's like a, an orchestral version of that. <laughs> like there's like fireworks and like the narration. Oh, it's great. Everything with Jeff Goldblum, I love. Everything with Korg, I love. Yes. Korg is maybe my favorite character in the MCU now. <laughs> oh, Jeff Goldblum is so good at this. I, I could not. I remember watching this, and I just could not believe how much they were just letting him do his thing. It, it, and you could tell he was just having so much fun with that character. Yeah. Um, I love the, the little like side character who hates Tessa Thompson. Yeah. The, the little like a. Uh, just, just like crony lady. Yeah. Who keeps like he keeps being like, no, what do you like? It's we we like her. What do you? And, and, I don't know. And, and what what do I always say about Junker two two one seven? She's trash. <laughs> That's not what I say. What what are you talking yeah. about? Well, the in the part where, oh, he's just, I love how. I don't even. It's just Jeff Goldblum. Like you can't even, like the part where he he's like, you uh, you are officially parted. And he's like pardoned from a life. And it's just like, <laughs> like burns him, and it's just like like the the delivery and the com- comedic timing is. There is literally no one else on the planet who has that, na- like who, who pardoned for life. It, it, it's not. It's not even like. I don't even know how you could possibly like chart like how, it's not. It's just, I I can't. Everything with his his special ship that they take. <laughs> <laughs> The fireworks, <laughs> the fireworks, and all it's—it's it's amazing. I love that this movie is just willing to be weird, and I—I yes. I respect that. Yes. Respect the heck out of it. You got a—you got a rock monster going, piss off, ghost, and then he just <laughs> kicks the wall. Hi, my name's Cork, and uh, we're going to start a revolution. Are you in? <laughs> this little description of like no one's showed up except for my mother and her and, boyfriend and who Wade. I hate <laughs> good luck new Doug this could turn into us just like listing off quotes we like from Korg and Jeff Goldblum for the rest for the next 10 minutes another day another Doug <laughs> the fight between Thor and the Hulk cartoony as it is I, I think enjoy it's it very very good I really enjoy it. There is a lot of really creative little action pieces in yeah. this movie. Like, just little bits of they're just like, oh, hey, here's a really cool thing. 
Like, um... And everything involving Loki's reaction to the Hulk being yes, there. Yes, As much as I don't like Loki, I, I loved all of that. Yeah. Especially um, when when, Th- when the Hulk grabs Thor and he's beating him like he beat Loki in the first one. And then the, the Avengers and Loki goes, Yeah, you know how it feels! Yeah, yeah. I'm just so excited about the sport. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... It, the, first of all, Th- Thor's, Thor's armor is sick. Like the little the little helmet thing that pops down, they finally figured out how to do Thor's helmet. Dang it! I mean, it looked fine in the first one. Yeah, but they could, apparently they couldn't have him wear it more than like yeah. a scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it looked pretty cool. But I, I feel like this looks cooler. Yeah. I feel like this looks very very slick. Yeah. Um, his like face paint, everything is very cool. Oh, also. And then another thing with the, with the lack of me feeling the stakes in this movie, his his hammer gets destroyed. Like that's a pretty big deal. And that's sort of the, it's played for a really nice joke with Korg, where Korg is like, "Oh yeah, that sounds like you." You must problem. have a special intimate yeah. relationship with this hammer. Almost as if you lost a, a loved one or a family member. It's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, that, that's yeah. And so that's it's a nice joke, and that but at the same time, it's kind of like. You wish they would do more with it? You wish they would so, do more emotionally with it? it? It's funny how we we said with Guardians of the Galaxy 2 how the the humor with that got got a little too raunchy in places. I kind of feel the same way with this. Because you got things where it's like, the devil's anus! Yeah. Do you get it? <laughs> yeah. Like little things like that kind there of... Are, there are a few... I don't think it's as bad as Guardians 2. No. Um, but that's an interesting comparison to make as far as the Marvel humor. Yeah. Because we were just talking about how Spider-Man Homecoming, we could attack that on the end there. Spider-Man Homecoming, we feel like the humor is perfect. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think there's any problem with it. I really don't. There was... Um, at no point was I questioning a single joke in that movie. Right. Um, this one... And... We also forgot to talk about the, the scene where Ned's on the computers... And he's guiding Spider-Man to, vol- to his location. <laughs> what are you doing in here? You know, there's a there's a dance outside. I'm looking at porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. perfect. It, it really that, and that's the thing. So, Guardians Two, we talked about how the emotion that there were a lot of really really strong emotional story storylines and. and for, for me, Ragnarok is like Guardians Two without all with with all of the emotion stripped out. That's yeah. that's well, see, how I feel. About see, it. and I, I think that's kind of how. I mean, for one, I, it, it, the stylistic feel is different enough for me to to really get into this one as well. And I think it is funnier than Guardians Two almost. I, I kind of at least a lot for me more of the jokes work for me, especially on repeat, repeat yes. viewings. Um, Jeff Goldblum's always hysterical, exactly, so that exactly. helps. A lot of a lot of the jokes with with both Guardians movies have not aged well, yeah. or or do not hold up to repeated viewings. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and there's also the fact that this one almost forgoes all emotional. I mean, there like we said, there are a few moments where it's like, oh, are you you really trying to make us like like super care about this? Because I don't know if it's coming across very well. Yeah. Um, the, but for the most part, I think this one really weighs into. Now this is a comedy, like. It very much sinks into that because it gets so weird. Like, there's no way you can really come back from that in a lot of places. Yeah. Um, and so that's. I feel like it has a more clear. It's still a little muddled, but I think it is a more clear uh, goal with how it wants you to feel about the movie and, 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 and like the the stakes and everything. 
And so that's probably why I don't have as much of a problem with the humor regarding that. But at the same time, I do kind of think because they take that stance, there are some really nice moments they missed out on that they could have played up more for character moments. Yeah. Well, part of it is, like, I think there are legitimate problems with a lot of how, how they handle emotional aspects in this movie. And, and then a good bit of it is just my bias of going, I think this would just be a better movie if they did X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. It's fine. 99, 99 episodes in, we're just done. Quit. Yeah. Can't do anything more. Oh, God. The next episode. <laughs> I better know what I'm talking about by this point. You got, I mean, you got one week. <laughs> one week. Uh, let's talk about the Hulk. Pretty good. Yeah. Even besides just Hulk being really funny and whatnot, just when he's he's Bruce and he's stuck on this alien planet and Thor's just constantly trying to calm him down by going... Sun's getting real low. <laughs> and he just keeps repeating that over and over again. It's beautiful. That's I love great. it. I really like how this movie, like, it. it's so weird how it's like a soft reboot, but it's constantly yeah. referencing the other movies. Yeah. And, and not just the previous Thor movies, but like Age of Ultron as well. Right. right. It's very strange. Mm -hmm. It's almost like all this is supposed to exist in the same universe. <laughs> it's all connected? That can't be right. Um... Well, and it is almost like every time you... This have, is why Superman works alone. <laughs> every time you have a new director take over one of these mini franchise, like take over one of these characters, yeah, it is almost like they have to start all over again. Yeah. Which is why I was talking about how the, the establishment of... Like the fact that the first two Iron Man two movies very much established Tony Stark as a character under John Favreau's guidance. Yeah. Even if the second one is pretty malign, like I think a lot of the the elements of that still per pervade into the rest of the yeah the MCU and it's sort of the same thing where like the first two Avengers movies and the second two Captain America like I feel like that this movie this franchise these three movies have basically been starting over almost like trying to start a new like obviously it's not a new origin movie but they're trying to like reestablish the Thor yeah MCU mythos in their own terms and how how which that particular director wants to handle it yeah they're trying to reestablish it every single time and because of that there's just a lot that's gotten sacrificed when we could have been building on foundations if there was a strong creative direction from the beginning yeah it's kind of i mean it goes back to how you you have a problem with winter soldier and connecting with bucky as a character yeah. after we didn't really get enough of him in first avenger yeah. to really do that it's it's the same way where it's like when you have when you had a lot of those early phase one and phase two directors they just and, and there just wasn't that connection there and yeah it's very interesting mm -hmm. do, do you have any uh, anything else you want to talk about I have, I have a couple more things oh I have some more I was just I was just thinking of basically I, I think it's really interesting that we I feel we are finally hitting 10 years later um, and 20. 18 several movies down the line we are i feel like we are Too finally many. hitting the stride of like all these movies are oh i i hope that they continue to listen to fan response and audience criticism because i do think 
after reviewing everything, I, I was kind of in denial of this before we came into this. I do think there is a humor issue that may be cropping up um, that I would like to see handled more like Spider-Man Homecoming does, for instance. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. The villain problem, at least, is finally getting fixed, so that's something. Yeah. And the movies look a lot better than they used to. That's yeah, for sure. that's fair. That's fair. Continue. Take it away. Do something else. How do you feel about the, the climax in general? Just just all the, the pieces at play there. I like watching it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like watching it in a way that I can't say about a lot of movies that people say, oh, you just have to turn your brain off. I'll put it that way. I, 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 it is shot in, in more entertaining than a lot of big budget bomb up action movies. I'm trying to lead this into how I don't like Thor's eye getting cut off. <laughs> Storm out of the room. It's just very strange how that's handled. <laughs> like it's done. I, mean, I don't disagree. I just feel like it's a very interesting point for you to stick on. Well, it feels like it's a huge deal. It's like Thor gets his eye cut off. But then, number one, just the shot's very weird, and it's so quick. Like, I remember seeing it in the f for the first time. I was like, "Wait, what just happened?" I mean, oh, I guess he's missing his eye. He just kind of cuts through it. Yeah, but like the, the wound doesn't look right. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm being, I'm nitpicking <laughs> hardcore here. All right, I'm, I'm it, you have the floor. I mean, it's bleeding a little bit around the edges, yeah. but it looks like it's like a huge bruise. Yeah. I, I, I feel like oh PG thirteen movie we can't have yeah. like this this huge terrible thing of him getting his eye cut off but it's just, I don't know I feel like I if I were to do it I would have done if it through I were to do it <laughs> terrible I feel like I feel like <laughs> all right all right talk to my system no no it's not I don't it's, it's it. really not. <laughs> <laughs> It should have been done through some magical means instead of her just slicing it no. off with like a, an edged weapon. I Fair. don't know. Very. I don't know. And also, I don't know if it's just me, and I, I don't remember how I felt about this when when I first saw it in the theater. Mm. A lot of the sound design didn't seem like it was striking very hard. Like when he's getting his I eyes sliced off, like there's not really much of a sound effect, so it's not like impact. Yeah. Something big just happened. And also, Thor's not in, like, terrible pain for the rest of the fight. He's just kind of like, it's fine. Sure. I guess. Yeah, I feel like, from that point on, he's kind of like, ah, what's happening? And then he gets the Odin powers, and it's like, oh, I'm fine now. I'm gonna go kill my daughter. <laughs> oh? Oh, he, he's, he's Odin now. He's gotta, he's gotta do what the Odin does. I don't know. I'm like, taking that for like, 20 years. Like, they're trying to do some kind of poet, like, it's poetry, it rhymes. It's like, yeah. oh, he got his eye cut off just yeah. like Odin, but... The, you we also never really figure out why Odin... Like, I mean, mythology-wise, there is yeah. a mythological story about Odin losing his eye, but we never actually, like... Well, he loses it against get, the Frost Giants. Oh, is that actually set up in the first one? Yes, because okay. we there, there's the flashback where we see him with both eyes, and then he fights, and then he's, like, got Luffy at the end of a spear, and he's got he's missing an eye. Interesting. I think the makeup job for that looks a lot better than it does here. I'm sure it does. I don't like you. <laughs> Alright, I'm, I'm changing my grade for the first Thor movie. Because of that, we're going to go with A-. <laughs> That's a very specific grade. 
Because even when you're doing a fake grade, you can't you can't go willy nilly giving out A's and A pluses. That's, that's out of your wheel. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Come on, gotta have some standards for our hypotheticals. Okay. Yeah. What what's the setup for him? Just like having electricity powers, like that just kind of act up out of nowhere. It's Odin's. Thing. I don't know. I mean, they talk about the fact that he the, the hammer was only ever a conduit, and like now, like with the hammer gone, he has to rely on himself. It's the it's the lose the power the suit thing, like the Spider Man homecoming thing. But I feel like he talks to Odin about this. But I feel like it's not very well done. It's fine. I like it. Well, most, well, like when he first starts, like the, the, we see the electricity coming from his fingertips. Is that before Odin dies, or is that like immediately after he dies? It's after he dies. Okay, because it's, it's when, they're, did, it's, it's when it's they're standing on the cliff with all the grass. That's when we first see... Yeah, because it's after he, he loses okay. Mjolnir, I believe. Is it... Is that immediately after he loses Mjolnir? I don't remember. They they established the idea that he has the power inside him. Yeah. He is the, the, the Lord of Thunder, and because of that, he... Like... I don't know. I'm not going to say it's like Spectre levels where at the end I just don't know why Bond makes decisions <laughs> that he makes. But it's it's very abstract. I don't know. I thought the part, the part where Thor tried to shoot a helicopter with a pistol. I thought that was pretty... Was pretty I am going to kill you. <laughs> I am going to kill you? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> I really like the opening. The opening scene I think is fantastic. We finally get to see Mjolnir doing things. And they play immigrant song, and he's yes. fighting Surtur and all the demons and stuff. And it's just like, this is what we wanted. Yep. Three, three freaking Thor movies, and you finally yep. show us what we want. Yep. Um, and I was gonna say uh, this. Earlier. Oh, well, hey, and then they're scourged with the shake weight. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I do. Because I, I mentioned the creative action earlier, and I wanted to kind of highlight a few moments. Him I, just covered with electricity, even <laughs> glowing through his eyes, and he's just taking out people on the Rainbow Bridge with Immigrant Song playing. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then yeah. Hulk fighting the Fenris yes. dog. That's pretty yeah. cool. The, the part where... where Because obviously there's a great And then Tessa Thompson he... walking in slow-mo with the fireworks going off. <laughs> it's <laughs> my birthday. Uh, the, the part where... The you part... should make that your ringtone. <laughs> I kind of wanted to make it my ringtone. Um, the part where... where uh, obviously there's a nice joke where, where Bruce jumps out of the, the... He's like, I know what I'm doing. And he jumps out and just like slams into a little like mush on the... The bridge, which is a nice reference to the Incredible Hulk, right? And then, and then, the wolf just walks over him, and then the wolf, the you, you see it gets stopped, and then he pulls him back and starts slamming. That's a, well, I, also, that's a really cool. He doesn't turn back into Bruce in this movie, right? Right. At the end, he's still. They need to talk about that. I'm sure they end. will. No, at the end of this movie. Oh, because he makes a big deal about I don't know if I'm going to turn back into Bruce at the end of the movie. Like that. That yeah. seems like a very like dark place to take it like yeah. a pretty depressing place and they just don't <laughs> but now he's the hulk so who's he gonna who's gonna talk to him about like i feel like that is probably more set up for we were talking we were just talking about this i just discovered this apparently the idea with the hulk right now is that they're setting up an arc over three movies or like a a full movie 
X story, but they're splitting it up over this and the next two Avengers movies. So, we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm more or less okay with that, because... I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's I, a nice I, moment of I, I personally feel like a lot of, just overall, a lot of the elements that would have made this into a compelling story just are not enough in the focus, and it's more just on Taika Waititi's, like, the, the weird stuff he wants to do. I guess. I like the weird stuff a lot. No, I like it too. <laughs> I just... So the creative action stuff I keep trying to say. Um, first thing I noticed, I, I remember watching this, was when they're in the Rainbow Bridge and they're or like they're they're being pulled up to or through the Bifrost. Yeah. And they smash out of the Rainbow Bridge. I thought that was an extremely cool idea of like, oh, we've seen this thing where they go through the big tunnel, but now like, yeah, Hell is actually smashing them through it, and like that's how they get scattered to the wind. Um, I think that's a super cool idea. Just in general, a lot of I, I really like the Thor Hulk action scene. I think that's extremely cool. Um, they do a lot of really nice stuff with like the hammers and dragging the hammers out and like kind of going back and forth and uh, just generally I, I I find all that really well done. Really, I, I feel like it's shot a lot better than some of the other ones, despite the fact that this is from a guy who's not ever really done any sort of like action movies like this before. Thunder, thunder, <laughs> thunder. Um, it was in Green Lantern. That movie's terrible. <laughs> Let's review it. That's our hundredth episode, folks. Uh, D. <laughs> Go home. Wait, why not F? Because it's it's harmless. <laughs> anyway, there's more. I can't think of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I like it. Does get a little creative, like when Loki and Thor are trying to escape, and they they they're using laser guns and stuff. It's yeah. not not a traditional. Oh Thor yeah, there, there's, scene. there's a great little bit where they Thor Thor there some some little like one of the Sakarian I guess soldiers has a gun pointed at uh one of the I, I it might be Loki I'm not, I don't remember so, pointed at one of Thor's friends and Thor runs in and smashes the gun like knocks the gun down right as the guy's shooting and the guy shoots up into the air and yeah. then falls back down uh tessa thompson's ship when she first appears where she she walks out and like first there's this really cool little like sliding thingamajig going on with the, the conveyor yeah little neat element but then she walks out and she like has these gun like lay, guns like connected to fist like a vr type thing. wrist that, yeah and so she's like using her pointing the guns with her wrist super cool um, I don't know. I'm, I'm missing that. But then, just like every time I watch this, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a really cool little thing. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of little neat neat like stuff happening. I don't know. All right. <laughs> it's a creative movie. I yep. find it creative. Yep. I find it creative. Anything else we want to discuss, or do we want to go ahead and do grades? Surely there's got to be more we can talk about. <laughs> Precisely what I was thinking. Uh, I feel like we're missing something. We might be. I don't care. <laughs> I care. You hack. I don't know. I, I feel like I've, I've kind of said my piece on the movie. There's a lot to like. I just think this movie had the potential to be excellent, and it's just not. It just settles for being I, a spectacle. I don't know. 
my my ultimate thought on this is that I I mean I think I think you could but I think the difference between making this into like a masterpiece is just as much as it is with any other like blockbuster <laughs> like I I think it's better than most blockbusters but I don't I don't think it's like to the point where I I think let me wrap it up this way my opinion on this is that I appreciate the fact that we finally seem to have a strong creative direction for what someone wants to do with Thor. And we have not gotten that yet. I really like Thor. I'm really interested to see more of his universe and the characters that he interacts with and kind of exploring more of that angle. And because of that, I'm just very satisfied to see this finally played out. It's a very entertaining movie. I really, really enjoy watching it pretty much every time I see it. Um, I don't think that's going to drop as much as it maybe has with the Guardians movies, especially the first one. I don't know. I, 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 I do I definitely acknowledge that there's there's things that could be done to be better, but I overall I'm a big fan just because I think we finally got the right creative direction. I would like to see more stakes and more emotion poured into this, and I think hopefully that's possible under Taika Waititi. I haven't really seen any of these other movies, but I know that like Hunt for the Wilder People. I know people say that that is a very touching movie. I feel like or like it's it's emotional. I could be completely wrong on that, but I, I feel like I've heard it before. So. I would like to. I would definitely like to see him. Now that he's kind of gotten his Taika Waititiness out there and been like, "This is where we're going with Thor." I'd like to see him kind of actually do some more with the character. But my worry is just like I, I watched all the behind the scenes stuff mm -hmm. that came with the Blu-ray, and he's just seems <clears throat> like a, a jokester. Like he's yeah. constantly just being funny and sarcastic and sure. stuff. Like, dude, get serious for just one minute. Come on. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> disagree what's your grade a c plus all right i'm going b plus yeah that's that's what i figured <laughs> um and that's that's still a positive review for me um yeah. i just like i said it it's it either needs to be more farcical or it needs to be more more serious sure. and like i i okay it, it, kind of takes the middle of the road but not really because it goes way more towards farcical but it's still got those serious elements yeah. in there and just, just let him go if you're gonna just make it a farce it's fine I don't know okay I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about anymore I'm tired you will know next week how about you tell the kids what we're talking about next I feel week like we've already discussed for this. our hundredth episode well some of them might not have listened <coughs> to the other okay, episodes okay, okay. Maybe, so, maybe we've got listeners that only came here to hear me bash Thor Ragnarok so we we, we the plan we're going to be having a nice big meaty episode for you guys going to be a, a triple pounder with cheese is what we have got in store for you tonight next week <laughs> Tyler's quote not mine <laughs> hi I'm Alex and I think the next episode will be a triple powder with cheese um, no I so what we're gonna be doing first we're gonna we're gonna be kicking it off we're gonna be doing a nice grade special um, I don't know if anybody else cares about that aside from us but we're gonna be spending some time just kind of going over our grades and it's gonna we're, we're gonna get in down to the weeds and we're just gonna talk about them we might do some changes we might we might introduce some some transformations to the grade sheet we might decide to uh, to take a different direction on some movies now that we've had some time to think about them and we're just gonna go over them kind of look at some some maybe some some stats see how we feel about movies see if our opinions have kind of changed across 
these hundred episodes, and it'll just be a fun time. We'll just be talking about grades, and then gonna be talking about the Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, boy. And I'm not we in the big leagues now. We might we might have some guest stars. We might have like a, maybe some familiar faces, maybe some new faces. We're not sure. It's not locked in place yet, but it's we got some stuff coming. Jeff Goldblum might not be on here. <laughs> it. Ryan Johnson, he's on Twitter if you want to go follow him. <laughs> and harass him. <laughs> Sounds like you have a pretty intimate relationship with this uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. <laughs> Mark Hamill, he talks you've, about The Last Jedi a lot. <laughs> you've been dreading this episode oh, for have. months. I very much have. And I don't... I, I don't even... I don't, we'll see. I, I it's got gonna be glorious. Uh, sure. I'm gonna have fun. I know you're gonna have fun. I I I'm, I am kind of sad that we're leaving the MCU at least at this Temporary. point. I'm kind of, well, on kind of a sour note, at least for me. Damn, for me, it sounds yeah. like a personal problem. Yeah. I don't know, and, I, and just going back to Thor Ragnarok, like I'll watch it again. Like I'm sure it's it, it is a thoroughly entertaining movie. Yes. It's just I kind of have to clear my head of, of the expectations and the stuff I I want from it, and just sure. kind of take it on its own terms. It's fine. C plus. Yep. Locking it in. It sounds good. <laughs> All right. Give them our contact information. You can find us online at Twitter at. We've done ninety nine episodes of this. How 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 have we survived this, this many hours of talking about these find movies? Find us on email at gmail.com. These movies all suck. And you can also. <laughs> They're all terrible. You can also look us up on iTunes and on YouTube. Why did I ever agree to this? <laughs> it was I'm my beginning, idea. I'm beginning to have regrets. <laughs> Two years later. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we, how we... Do we have any opinions on what we'll be doing after the 100th episode? For, for few, Since that's going to be Are a one Are we doing thing. Lord of the Rings? Is that... I, I would very much... I think we need to lock that in. I feel like that'd be a good move set some good expectations for our listeners. I'm personally feeling Indiana Jones, but I don't nah, know. I... Mostly because I want to talk about how Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is not the worst movie ever made. <laughs> I'm going to be contrarian just to be contrarian. Oh, of course Kingdom of the Crystal Skull isn't the worst movie ever made. That's clearly Alien 3. <laughs> You get, you have to choose one. You have to put one on the on the the chopping block. Oh, then it's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay, okay. Just just trying to see if I can. Alien Three, I think, is a legitimately good movie. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is like right on the line of like, do I even consider it a movie or not? <laughs> like, it's kind of stupid, but at the same time, it's it's harmless. Oh my goodness. Shia LaBeouf's How in did it. We end up talking about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull at the end of our last chapter. Because no, we're end of our Thor Last Jedi on the brain. Ah! <laughs> I need an adult. No, you don't. <laughs> Alright, everybody. Art is subjective. Nothing is real. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>
Hey man, my name's Quark, and uh, I want to tell you they, they didn't cut off his eye. It was, <laughs> it was cut out. Thank you, and uh, have a lovely day.